Giving a grade to an NHL draft class right after the draft is fine, but to really give an accurate grade, you have to go back five years. Today, we go back to 2017 and give a more accurate grade for the LA Kings draft that year and look at where those players are now. That's next on Locked On LA Kings. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We're freely and available wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On LA Kings, we look back at the Kings draft of 2017 to get a more accurate grade on that draft class and tell you who from that year is making an impact now, still looking to find their role, and who is no longer in the organization. Plus, some news on the Kings likely going over the salary cap and more. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host for Locked on LA Kings. I'm a 20-plus year radio reporter for the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm the network's NHL insider and co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that has put out a show every week for the past 16 years. And I'm a lifelong LA Kings fan. Now, we've been talking a lot in recent days about the NHL draft and the LA Kings uh, picks in the NHL draft. And we've talked about how people, experts, draft gurus like to give out their grades for each team right after the draft is over. And that's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. But it really should be taken with a grain of salt. Sure, a grade can be given out based on pre-draft rankings of players and where a team has decided to select that given player. But let's be honest, the real grade should really come about five years later to see if these players actually turn into NHL contributors or not. Now, that five years is not a scientific number. It may take a player six years. Maybe it takes them three or four. It's just kind of a ballpark number that I felt was a fair number um, to see where a player's at. After five years, you would think after five years, you got a pretty good indication of where, where a player is. Now, maybe that player played four years of college, maybe that changes the timeline a little bit. But again, on the whole, I think five years is a fair number. And I did hear Mark Unetti, the Kings longtime director of amateur scouting, also say he thought about five years was a pretty good barometer on how long it should take a prospect to show if he is an NHL caliber player or not, or is going to be one. So we go into the Wayback Machine to the year 2017. It was a simpler time. Gas was $3 a gallon in California. No one knew what COVID was. Tom Brady was still a New England Patriots quarterback, and the Devils and Ducks were in the playoffs. In the 2017 NHL draft, uh, it was held in Chicago. Nico Heischer of the New Jersey Devils was the number one pick, and the Philadelphia Flyers uh, would select Nolan Patrick, number two, two picks ahead of Kale McCarr. As for the Kings, they would have seven selections, and with their first pick, the 11th pick overall in the first round, They selected a player that we talked a lot about recently on Locked On LA Kings, and that would be forward Gabe Velarde from Windsor in the OHL. Velarde has uh, been given a qualifying offer for next season, as you probably well know. Now, since being picked by the Kings, he's appeared in 89 career NHL games with a total of 18 goals and 19 assists for 37 points. Last season, 25 games for the Kings. He had five goals and two assists. He also had 15 goals and 23 assists in 39 games for the Ontario Reign in the AHL. Now, we have discussed Velarde, and it appears that he is at a bit of a crossroads uh, as far as his time in L.A. It does seem like this season is perhaps his last chance to show that he can be a contributor for the L.A. Kings, or it might be time to move him elsewhere. He will turn 23 in August, and if you think that's too soon to move on from a player, well, uh, it should be pointed out that four players selected ahead of Gabe Velarde in the 2017 draft. These are all top 10 players 
Uh, these four players have now all been moved on from the teams that selected them. Nolan Patrick, I mentioned for Philadelphia. Cody Glass uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Leas Anderson, who at the time was a top 10 pick of the Rangers, now in the LA Kings organization and still ha- hasn't really proved he's an NHL player. And Owen Tippett of the Florida Panthers. They've all been traded away by their teams because those teams felt like these guys aren't going to make it with us. And there are other teams in the NHL who feel like, well, these guys were former top 10 picks. They must have some ability. Let's see if maybe a change of scenery will get their careers going. Uh, So Gabe Velarde right now, like I said, uh, I don't think you could certainly call him a bust at this point. I also don't think he's proven anything really at the NHL level other than he's just kind of a guy. Maybe this is the year he shows it. We'll see. But uh, like I said, a big year for Gabe Velarde to prove if he was worthy of that number one pick in 2017 or not. Uh, With the second pick, the 41st pick overall, the LA Kings selected forward Jarrett Anderson Dolan from Spokane in the Western Hockey League. He's appeared in 50 career NHL games for LA. He's got a total of seven goals and five assists for 12 points. Last season, he played in seven games for the Kings, did not record a point, but he did have a very solid season with the Ontario Reign. He had 24 goals and 23 assists in 54 games. He turns 23 in September, and like Gabe Velarde, we're, we're not ready to say this guy's not an NHL player yet. We're not ready to say, oh, this guy's definitely has a career in the NHL. Uh, we're, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's an incomplete, but we just don't know yet. Maybe this year will be the year that Jared Anderson Dolan finally shows that, yes, indeed he is a player that is capable of playing at the NHL level and producing, or he isn't. Again, it's, it's kind of a crossroads year for him, I feel like, as well. So the first two picks for the Kings in the 2017 draft, uh, not looking great. I would say kind of an incomplete, though, at this point. In the third round, 72nd overall, the Kings selected goalie Matt Volalta from Sault Ste. Marie in the Ontario Hockey League. Now, he has yet to appear in an NHL game for the Kings. At the moment, he's really the only goalie that's in the Kings system that could be eventually groomed for a job with the LA Kings. Although, if Cal Peterson doesn't eventually grow into the Kings' number one job, and this is certainly a, a topic, a hot topic for another show... I think the Kings go out and look to bring in a goalie from another organization. Now, if you follow goaltenders, you know they usually take longer to develop. So I don't think it's fair to Matt Valalta with one full season in the AHL to say whether he's going to turn into an NHL goalie or not. It's just too soon to tell. But again, if there is a goalie in the system for the Kings now that has a chance maybe to eventually grow into you know, maybe a backup goaltender situation, then Matt Volalta could eventually turn into that. As I mentioned, he's had one full season as the number one goalie in Ontario. That was last season. Record of 28-10-7 in 46 games. Uh, 2.98 goals against average, which isn't great. 9.03 save percentage. It's okay at the AHL level. Certainly those numbers at the NHL level aren't aren't very good. Uh, he just did turn 23 in this uh, this past June. So again, like I said, goaltenders do generally take longer to develop, so we need to give Matt Valalta a little bit more time. I don't think he's at a crossroads, if you want to use that kind of dramatic language, as to whether he's going to be eventually an NHL-caliber goaltender or not. I think it's unlikely at this point, from what he's shown, that he will ever be a number one goalie in the NHL. I think possibly he could grow into a backup role, but again, too too soon to tell. Um, with Matt Volaltis, but he's still in the system, be given another year 
uh, in Ontario with that number one job to see what he can do and if he can improve upon those numbers and eventually you know, maybe grow into a role of a backup goalie for the LA Kings. So we shall have to wait and see on that. The LA Kings had a pair of fourth round picks in 2017. The first pick, 103rd overall, the LA Kings selected defenseman Mikey Anderson from Waterloo in the U.S. Hockey League. He's played 117 NHL games with four goals and 16 assists for 20 points. He has also been given a qualifying offer uh, by the team like Gabe Velarde and like Jarrett Anderson Dolan. But unlike those two guys, um, Mikey Anderson has proven he is an NHL caliber player. He is an NHL caliber defensive defenseman. And uh, if you had any any issues about that, I would say look to the playoff series against the Edmonton Oilers this year. Mikey Anderson, a lot of times, went head-to-head with Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid was playing the best hockey of his career in those playoff games against the Kings. He was unbelievable. He was out of this world. And Connor McDavid is the, you know, I don't even want to say arguably, he's the, he's the greatest player in the NHL today. There are a lot of other great NHL players, Austin Matthews and others, Kale McCarr. But I think it's pretty clear Connor McDavid is the most dangerous, how about that, NHL player in the game today. And Mikey Anderson went head-to-head with him a lot of times. Now, you could say, well, McDavid had a great series, and he did. But I, I really thought that Mikey Anderson held his own against the best player in the world. Now, did he shut him down? No. But who shuts who shuts down Connor McDavid? I mean, like I said, he's the best player on the planet. I was very encouraged by what Mikey Anderson did against Connor McDavid. Again, he made him work for everything he had. Um, again, I thought he held his own. I thought he played respectable against Connor McDavid. And um, I think with that, knowledge with that experience that there's no way that he hasn't gained confidence off of that to know if I can go head to head against Connor McDavid I can go head to head against any forward in the NHL and and hold my own so yes Mikey Anderson doesn't have much of an offensive side to his game but he is uh, a in the making a great NHL defensive defenseman he has value for the LA Kings and that's a great fourth round pick for the Kings in the 2017 NHL draft. Now, the Kings had a second fourth-round pick, 118th overall. Unfortunately, that pick did not work out nearly as well as Mikey Anderson. They selected another defenseman, Marcus Phillips from Owen Sound in the OHL. He played 74 games for the Ontario Reign, never made it to the NHL for the Kings. He was traded this past March to the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for Nelson Noje. Uh, Noje is a 26-year-old defenseman now playing for the Ontario Reign, and likely is just an AHL defenseman. So the Kings did not hit on their second, fourth-round selection in 2017, defenseman Marcus Phillips. The Kings closed out their selections with a pair of fifth-round picks. Uh, Their first pick in the fifth round, 137th overall, was defenseman Cole Holtz from Madison in the U.S. Hockey League. After playing three years at Penn State, the 24-year-old played 19 games for the Ontario Reign before being traded to the Arizona Coyotes last July. For Braden Burke and Tyler Steenbergen, Burke played 31 games of the rain before he was traded this past March to the Nashville Predators for defenseman Frederick Allaird. Allaird's 24 years old, and he played 15 games for the rain last season and looks like he is another AHL defenseman as well. As for Steenbergen, he now is playing professionally in Finland. So the Kings' first fifth-round pick, again, that was defenseman Cole Holtz. Uh, not a hit for the LA Kings. And the Kings' second pick in the fifth round, their final selection of the 2017 NHL draft was center Drake Rimsha 
from Sarnia in the OHL. He actually played one game for the LA Kings in 2021. Did not score a point, but at least he can say he did make it to the NHL, which is something that a lot of players can't say that they have done. Uh, following the completion of his entry-level deal with the Kings after the 2020-21 season, uh, Rimshaw was not tendered a qualifying offer by the organization, releasing him as a free agent. And last season, he played in the AHL with the Hershey Bears. So again, with that second, fifth-round selection, Drake Rimsha, uh, the Kings did not hit on that one as well. So looking back at the 2017 NHL draft for the LA Kings, we did get a solid NHL contributor in Mikey Anderson. Two players that are still not sure uh, if they're NHL-level players or not in Gabe Bellardi and Jarrett Anderson Dolan. A goalie who it's still too early to tell if he can eventually contribute down the road at the NHL level in Matt Peralta. And three players who are no longer with the organization. And the players the Kings got in return for those players will likely never play an NHL game. So that's one hit, two maybes, a too soon to tell, and three misses. So time to give the LA Kings 2017 NHL draft a proper grade. And I'm going to give them a C. Not terrible, not great. Just okay. Now, that could obviously change if Gabe Velarde or Jared Anderson Dolan step up this season and become solid NHL contributors, but that is uh, we, that remains to be seen. Uh, so I'm giving the Kings a C for their 2017 NHL draft class. What grade would you give the 2017 NHL draft for the LA Kings? If you want to chime in, uh, the email address is LockedOnEddie.com at gmail e-d-d-i-e locked on eddie at gmail if you would like to give your grade for the la kings draft class in 2017 i welcome your feedback now i play beer league hockey twice a week and you know before i go play i don't want to eat a meal and then get out there on the ice but sometimes i do need a little extra boost to just give me a little energy and that's when I reach for a Built Bar, especially the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, now with delicious chewy marshmallow. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. And the best part is it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. Why not eat something that tastes good and is good for you? It is a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein, perfect for you to eat. You go work out, go play hockey, go jog, or chase your kids around. You'll love it. It's coconut-rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow goodness. Go to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. That's Built.com, B-U-I-L-T, and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15. So we're still waiting to hear about the qualifying offers the Kings made to Mikey Anderson, Gabe Bellardi, Sean Dursey, and Jarrett Anderson Dolan. And if you don't know, qualifying offers are a one-year deal. Um, the qualifying offer is calculated from the player's base salary. The player is given a qualifying offer that will give them a 5% raise uh, in their base, if their base salary, if their base salary is greater than $660,000 or less than a million dollars. So let me let me repeat that again. The player is given a qualifying offer and will get a 5% raise if his base salary is greater than $660,000 and less than a million dollars. All four of those Kings players, Mikey Anderson, Gabe Velarde, Sean Dursey, Jarrett Anderson-Dolan, 
fit into that category. So if they all accept their qualifying offers, they will get a 5% raise for next season. Now, it's there's no guarantee that they will accept those qualifying offers. It is possible that behind the scenes, the Kings are negotiating better deals with those players, especially a guy like Mikey Anderson, who they value going forward. Um, but eventually the players, if they don't get another contract offer, will have to accept those qualifying offers or sit out the coming season, which you're obviously not going to do. So I did the math and you don't know me that well, probably, but math and me don't really go well together. So for me to do some math for you, I mean, I'm, I'm showing you how much I care. Why, why am I doing math? Well, I, I wanted to see if the Kings and these we're going to say three players because actually Jared Anderson Dolan isn't on the Kings official roster right now. So we're going to, we're going to take him out of the equation. Mikey Anderson gave Velarde Sean Dursey. If they all accept their qualifying offers and they all get their 5% raises, where would the Kings be in their salary cap situation? All right. So Mikey Anderson's base salary and Gabe Velarde's base salary, both of them made $832,500 last year. So if they get a 5% raise by accepting their qualifying offers, they would each get next season $874,125. As for Sean Dursey, he made $750,000 as a base salary last year. 5% raise for him would be $787,500. That's a total of $2,535,750. The Kings remaining salary cap space right now is $2,338,333. So again, if those three players accept their qualifying offers and you add all their salary together, the Kings would be over the salary cap by $1,907,417. So we'll see if that happens or not. Um, The meaning is, by the way, uh, if the Kings go over the salary cap, uh, then they're obviously going to have to make some moves. Uh, Somebody might be traded, uh, somebody might be put on waivers and then sent down to the minors. And then there's certain rules about what players are eligible to be sent down to the minors without going through waivers or that have to go through waivers. I'm not going to get into all that right now. We'll jump off that cliff once we get to it. But I was just curious to see that if if these three players accepted their qualifying offers, where would it put the Kings over the salary cap? And again, right now it would put them almost $200,000 over the salary cap. Now, you can be over the salary cap during the offseason. You just have to be cap compliant once the regular season starts. So, again, uh, there are moves to be made and things to be done for the LA Kings, but we still have to wait and see what's going to happen with these three players specifically. Um, I, I have looked around the league to see if other players have signed their qualifying offers or, or accepted their qualifying offers. And there have been a a ton of these qualifying offers sent out to various players in the NHL. And by and large, and this is like unofficial, just ballparking it, I would say 85 to 90% of those players have not accepted the qualifying offers at this time. There's there's still plenty of time before rookie camps and training camps get underway. So there's really no rush. Um, And like I said, it, it could be a situation with the Kings that maybe they want to lock up Mikey Anderson a little bit longer term. And so they need to figure out exactly what that number is, where it puts them as far as the salary cap, and then calculate and and figure out what moves they're going to make to eventually be cap compliant. But anyway, I was curious about that. Now you know that even in the most basic scenario, if those three players accept the qualifying offers, the Kings will eventually be over the salary cap and and then some moves will have to be made and we'll, we'll see how it all eventually shakes out. 
Another piece of news to pass along, if you are interested, uh, the Ontario Reign, the Kings AHL affiliate, released its 2022-23 schedule earlier today. Uh, the team will play a 72-game schedule, and they are opening up the season on Friday, October the 14th, at home against the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, obviously, there will be some uh, very important players for the Kings, once again playing for their AHL affiliate in Ontario, and we will definitely be keeping track of what's going on down there. This is a this is locked on LA Kings, so we're going to be talking mostly about the NHL team. But um, what happens in Ontario does directly have an impact on things that happen with the LA Kings, and there are players there that we know will eventually be playing for the LA Kings. So we will keep an eye on Ontario once the season starts and, and give you maybe a weekly kind of Ontario rain report. Uh, in the reports that we give you for Locked On LA Kings. Hey, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. This is available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, we have a Locked On LA Kings YouTube channel update. It looks like the companion YouTube channel for Locked On LA Kings is going to launch this coming Monday, July the 25th. At least that's the plan. Uh, If that is something that you are interested in, uh, please make a note of it. Again, the Locked On LA Kings YouTube channel scheduled to launch this coming Monday on July the 25th, and uh, we make that a part of your Locked On LA Kings experience as well, and very excited about uh, getting that going. To keep up to date with this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter at Locked On LA Kings. That's Locked On LA Kings. If you would like to send me an email with any comments or thoughts on the Kings or this show or anything else, uh, if you want to give me your grade for the Kings 2017 NHL Draft, uh, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Uh, if we get some emails, we will read them and answer them on Friday's show, and I would love to make that a, a weekly segment on uh, the show as well, kind of getting into the Locked On LA Kings email bag and getting your feedback, your questions, uh, your comments uh, on anything involving the Kings or this show or anything else that you you want to talk about. I really want to make this an interactive show. It is, it is your show as much as it is mine. And so hopefully uh, that's something that will happen uh, going forward. Hey, thanks for making locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NHL locked on experts. Give you a daily 30 minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey. That's locked on NHL, your daily 30 minute NHL podcast. Thanks for listening to locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Go Kings go.